Everybody and welcome to How Do You Hustle with Cami Dimitrova. You're here. You're listening to it. It's exciting. Okay. It's our very first episode. We're launching today. It's Monday. You're listening. Hopefully, if not, uh-oh. But it's happening. Okay, the podcast is launching. I'm super excited about it. Uh, we have a very exciting guest on today. Her name is Marnie B. She is a stand-up comedian in New York City. She's performing all over the place. You can catch her doing stuff everywhere. Um, I'll plug her stuff on Instagram, but it's awesome. And uh, she talks about her day job and how she balances that with comedy. I wanted her to be my first guest because she is also my coworker. So we talk about our jobs together. We work at this finance company company and we make calls all day on the phone and it's great um and we talk about that and I ask her a few questions about her uh her background and how she grew up and how she feels about pursuing comedy and things like that so it's an exciting episode I hope you like it here we go I think the pasta's worth um worth going back for got it even if you've burned every bridge that ever worked there (laughs) sure (laughs) You just turn a blind eye and stuff your face with carbs. Exactly. And I love that. Um, great. Wow. Marn. Okay. So let's get, you know, let's get to, to the questions here. Yes, please. I think we should talk about, um, what you do for your day job. So tell me, <sighs> what is it? God, you it's do? so boring. I barely know what I do, to be honest. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I work for, I work for an expert network mm. and we connect industry experts with hedge fund analysts researching those said industries for investments. Wow. You're a finance lady. <laughs> Excuse me. Also plot twist. Me too. <laughs> oh my God. We are coworkers. We're coworkers. <laughs> da, 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 da. Maybe you should have started with that. Um, we work together. Yes. <laughs> yes. We, yeah, we do the same thing. We do the finance jobs. We like, we work in finance. We work in finance, but we don't do anything. We, we don't, don't like, we don't live that finance life. We no. just like, we're, our like titles are in finance. <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious. When people ask what you do, are you always like, it's in finance, but I don't do anything <laughs> related to numbers or finance at when all. When people ask what I do, I don't answer. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no, thank you. Next. <laughs> no, thank you. Who needs to know? Why is that important? <laughs> except, except for this podcast. Right. And you know what? From now on, when people ask, I'm going to be like, listen to that podcast. Right. For all the details. Um, But you have this day job. How long have you been working at oh, Mosaic? God, almost... No, like two plus years. I was like, I was a waiter and then I was fired for my questionable attitude, which I happen to think was an unjust firing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I soaked up my unemployment for eight months, did some traveling, lived on my boyfriend's tab. And then I was like, I guess I got to get back out there. And I found this job and it's been a whirlwind ever since. Sure. <laughs> cool. Okay, so two and a half years before that, you were a waiter. You got fired for questionable behavior. Can we yes. dive into that for us? I would love to know what that means. <laughs> okay, first of all, I just want you to know that I was waiter for three years at this restaurant, the best waiter they had ever fucking seen. And then some like new management came in and they were like, mm, let's pool house. And I was like, mm, but then I lose all my money, which I did. Got Anyways, it. then this other, this manager came in who was like crushing on my BF who worked there. And so she basically like, Actually, I don't really know like how the events went down. I've kind of blocked them from my memory, but sure. she basically was like, we need to fire her. And then the owner came in one day to do it himself. He, it. he brought me, he brought me, he smoked a cigarette mm-hmm. and brought me down to the prep kitchen in a dark, hot corner to <laughs> fire me and was like, 
I just think you're unemployable. Oh <laughs> my! He said you were <laughs> unemployable. Okay, but like the, tw- the the silver lining to this was he was like, I was fired once for being unemployable too, and then I opened a restaurant. Like maybe you just need bigger <laughs> things. <laughs> I love that it was he fired you and gave you a pep talk at the same time. I think you're he fired. really digs me. <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't fire everyone. It was a very personal firing. Sure, 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 <laughs> sure, sure. He doesn't so. fire everyone. Usually it's just like the managers, but he really he made a trip in. To fire me, which I think is very flattering. That honestly. is honestly everything but the firing is very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> like everything surrounding it, adorable. And I mean, my best life was lived on unemployment. There you go. <laughs> right. Well, then, well, that's interesting, right? So you get fired. A lot of people will be like, "Oh man, like down in the dumps. Like I want to pursue this creative career, but like, where do I turn? What do I do?" And you took that opportunity to travel and explore. Yeah. So like when I was unemployed. Um, I did do all of those things. And then that's also when I started like really going to like open mics every night also. Mm. Okay. Okay. Like try and be productive. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. So let's talk about that. So when, so that's when you started doubling down in comedy. Yeah. Right. Okay. So walk me through that. So when did you start doing comedy? So I moved here with the intention to do comedy. Got it. That was like six years ago. And then like was like dabbling. And then, um, that was like when I doubled down. So like three years ago, I guess almost at this point. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's my answer. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Three, great. <laughs> great. So six years ago, you moved from Arizona. I know that you were from. Arizona. Okay. Yeah. So like, yes, yes. I went home after college for like a minute and then like saved up some money and then like moved here with no plan. You moved here with no plan. So when you decided to move to New York, did you have a chat with your, I'm always interested about the family dynamic when that happens. Are people, are you like, Hey mom and dad, like going <laughs> to move to the big bad city to do comedy or like, um, what was that like? Well, they had just spent like 200 K on my theater degree Great. <laughs> and you have a theater degree. So you have a theater degree. I have a theater degree. BFA. Are we talking? What are we talking? <laughs> not that fancy. I have oh. a bachelor's of science in theater arts um, because I'm also an intellect. It's not a big deal. I took some math classes. Got it. Wow. <laughs> we can add and we can act. We can add. I can do just so you know, I can do algebra <laughs> very easily, very easily. And I can also do a Shakespearean model. Exactly. Oh. Um, so I'm. I moved here. Well, my sister was in college at Purchase at the time. And then I was like, I mean, I always thought I would end up in L.A. And then I did an internship here, like during my many college careers. And then I was like, I guess I'm going to New York, though, because I want to do stand up. Right. And my parents were like, oh, and then I forced my dad to join me on my (laughs) travels. And he moved me into my first apartment here. And then it was a mess. I mean, emotionally, it was a mess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> why, 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 why? Lots of crying. Well, I didn't like, I'm pretty sure he cried, but like, I also cried. You also cried. So when you and your dad came to New York, he's like, I'm moving you out here. You're going to be great. But relatively supportive, it sounds like. They were like, great. Okay, cool. Super supportive. Super supportive. But the for most. you, you were crying. I mean, I came here with absolutely no plan and like yep. $5,000 to my name. And how did you do that because I think a lot of people are like do I actually pull the trigger or not and when I like think about it now it was so illogical (laughs) and like so poorly planned but I kind of am so glad I did it when I did so I didn't think about it logically I literally was just like I'm going to New York like I that's where I need to be and so I packed some suitcases and here we are and here we are so there's felt like no other option you were like I have to try it had yeah at that point I didn't want to go to LA I didn't want to deal with like LA life so yes okay that and was it. part of the appeal of new york was also comedy yeah the comedy scene yeah yeah and i really fell in love with it when i lived here Got before it. so and i like i never have liked la and okay. also like my fear of earthquakes but that's like a whole separate thing you know what i mean <laughs> right okay okay 
So you got to New York. You're like, holy shit, 5K in my pocket. No <laughs> plan. Dad is kind of emotional. I'm a mess. Duh. Duh. Okay, great. But you're like, all I know is that I want to live here and I want to do comedy. Right. Got it. Okay. So. So then what? And then you start doing comedy. Well, yeah. So I took some like writing classes that did like showcases. And it's actually really funny to like think about how shitty my stuff was back then. Good sure. premises, sure. But like so <laughs> not good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... That was like how I kind of like started. And then when I started going to mics, I feel like that's like when I really like jumped in. Okay. And how did you start going to mics? You just like looked them up online. You're like, I think I'm going to try this out. Yeah. Like everybody talks about them and like, I still don't find them to be super helpful, but like, I think they're important. Okay. (laughs) Good for practice, but like weird though, right? They're so weird. They're so weird. We just did one together the other day. Yeah. And we were, and it was like fun, but also like, what are we, what's happening? Nobody wants to listen to you. They're all just waiting for their shot. Right. And like, it's just, yeah, exactly. It is. It's so fucking weird. Okay. It's weird, but you kept doing it. You were like, there's something, yeah. something in you that sounds like it's like you were doing a lot of scary things, but something inside of you just kept going. And you're like, I want to keep doing this. Yeah. Well, and yeah. it's also like the easiest way to perform every fucking day right. in some capacity. Right, right, right. Even we're, if you're not getting like the right response. Okay. You're still like on stage and you're still like hearing it out loud and like working it, you know? Oh. Do you remember how you felt when you first started doing it? Were you scared out of your damn mind? Like, do you remember your first mic? Were you like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm going to cry, pee? What's up? Like, what um, are the bodily I emotions? I don't remember my first mic, to be honest. But I know that, like, I mean, I have really bad anxiety to begin with. And I used to be really anxious. They're all like, you know, um, what's it called when they pull your name from the, bo- like, lottery style. So yep. it's not like a sign up. You don't know when you're going. So I always was, like, really anxious. But now I don't think about it, really. Sure. Now it's just, like, natural. You're now so it's just, used like. I'm going to get up there and like say some stuff. Right. And you're not too worried. <laughs> say some stuff and I know it's going to be awesome. It's going to either be silent or like good. <laughs> <laughs> and like that's what it is. Okay. There's no in between. How long were you um, like scared of pursuing this? And d- are you still scared? Okay. So like don't like the word scared. Love it. Necessarily. It. Um, always anxious in general um it's like I think the most vulnerable of any artistic craft ever I guess performance wise because you're writing and performing it and that's like it's just a whole nother level like if they don't laugh they're not they don't think you're funny right (laughs) which is like different than like acting someone else's words you know what I mean yep so um that is I mean like I like I think I'm funny um which I think is really important but um I don't I'm not like scared. So just circling back to like the whole day job, balancing a job during the day and pursuing a creative thing at night. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost with 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times. Your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. 
what is that like? And walk me through like both like the emotional experience of that and also just like how maybe sometimes it feels and correct me if I'm wrong, at least for me, it feels like we live this like double life where we're like someone during the day and then someone else at night. What do you think about Completely that? Completely concur with that theory. Yes. Um, so the way that I organize my week is my nine to five. And then at five, I take my dogs to the park, Ovs. And then after that, until I go to sleep, I like work on stuff. So I do one mic a night, Monday through Friday. And then like I'll work on jokes. I'll work on like writing scripts. I'll work on anything else just to like keep it sharp. You know? Sure, sure, sure. And then um, and also on Sundays sometimes. But like I really it is it's literally like having two full time jobs. Right. It's fucking exhausting. The good thing about our day job, though, is it's not like it's it's tedious, but it's not like um it's not like draining in the way that like serving is right and that's what I want to talk about so like when you had your serving job and now when you have your job here in this finance company (laughs) (laughs) what are the pros and cons of both like if someone is looking to have a job right now and they're pursuing something creative maybe comedy music whatever it is what do you recommend them doing and what are the things that you learned from both jobs like what's the stuff that like I think our job is like a diamond in the rough, to be honest. So I don't think that that is like a feasible option for everybody. Um, Pluses for serving were obviously the flexibility um, and also constantly just being surrounded by different people and by other artists in the same role. And it's just a constant flow of inspiration, in my opinion. Um, in our current role, we have health insurance. <laughs> woo, woo, important. <laughs> Must go to the gyno for free. Exactly. Yep. So it's like, it's a, it's less stress in a different way, but like in serving, like, you know, you're not taxed as much, sure. which is like another thing. <laughs> <laughs> good, good, good. Um, and I worked, my serving job was also a, a brunch place, so I still had nights, but, um, I just feel a lot more stable, I guess right now than I did when I was serving. Got it. Big picture. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it sounds like there's like good and bad to both. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, can I just be honest? Like, I wish I didn't have to have a job at all. There you go. <laughs> Hi. Oh my God. Same. <laughs> Um, cool. Okay. So you, so now you're at this job and you're pursuing comedy at night. Um, and you talked a little bit about your day to day, Monday through Friday, how you organize your week. I'm curious to know how other ways you maintain your creative life, like during your, either during your job or not like slacking off or anything like that. But like, are you thinking about your creative life while you're working or do you totally compartmentalize and you like turn on after, like, how does your brain work? I am a hundred percent of the time looking for jokes so like yes compartmentalize in some fashion because I'm not like you know spitting fire at the people I'm talking to but like I if I find inspiration I take notes on it immediately and then try and like flush it out later always no matter what yeah I always see you with a notebook yeah yeah and so you're you're right in my phone so that I bring my notebook to Mike I don't know what you're referring to right now I feel like I see (laughs) you always having a like idea Okay. No, no, that's true. Actually, <laughs> I did. Platform. I know what you're talking about, and I did. I br- I do bring my notebook when I go into work. Okay, you're I was right. like, is that a to do list? No, what no, is no, no. That? I, like, <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, I don't like to go to the office. So right, I just forgot. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Well, I just feel like you're someone who's like always generating ideas, and I think like some people can do that while they're doing other stuff. Other people like just have to focus on day job. Yeah, and then do creative stuff. Yours kind of bleed together, maybe. I would say so. Okay. Um, what is your uh dream? What's your pursuit? Um, I would like to be like my big dream is probably to 
be a showrunner. I like love doing stand-up comedy. I don't want to be a touring comic though. So like I would like to have enough of a success either with a TV show or something else that I can just like perform my stand-up where and when I please. Sure. Sure. If that makes sense. That absolutely makes sense. Like I don't want to I don't want to change my material for like college towns. Like I just I don't believe at least for me in like adjusting my just everything all my thoughts my train of like I don't I just want to like keep true to it you know yep yep and how are you um staying motivated to pursue that um big uh, question yeah like it's hard to, you're like I don't <laughs> know is. I try to just wake up and pray to I, God it's, like, it's a conscious decision every fucking day mm-hmm. <laughs> talk about it but the good thing is like when you start creating habits to like even these mics that I hate doing <laughs> it's still a fucking habit and like it if nothing else it just keeps me fresh and it keeps me constantly thinking about things and constantly trying to like reconstruct things and make them sound better or make more sense um so mostly that also like I just don't want to have a day job and like that really motivates me a lot got it to actually do your day job to get the fuck out get the fuck out (laughs) right okay well that's my next question is like when you are at your day job and you're like oh my god this has nothing to do with what I want to do in real life like we literally couldn't be working in a more like obscure left field place than what we're trying to pursue we're working in finance we want to do comedy Wow, wow, wow. (laughs) Opposite ends of the spectrum. So when you're sitting at your day job doing these calls and like talking to people that like you have no real connection with, like how are you getting through that to like get to the other end and be like, okay, like this is all part of like the hustle and the plan. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's like exhausting if you think about it. So I feel like I kind of just definitely go through the motions. Like I just want to like do my job and like get the fuck out and like save my energy and thoughts for other more important stuff. Got it. And you know that it's just part of it. Exactly. Like you have to do it. I mean, I fucking live in New York. I have to do it. Right. I mean, it's like everyone has to have that. Right. Yeah. It's so true. Um, dope, 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 dope. Um, do you ever, not to get dark and weird. Love but getting dark and love weird. getting dark and weird. Um, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, do you ever think about uh, stopping no. pursuing? I literally like it would be my life would be so much easier if I had any other like passion or interest. <laughs> this is hundred percent true. I mean anything else. Like I come, <laughs> I come from an artistic family, and I feel like everybody, except for I mean my dad's the only successful one, but I feel like everyone else <laughs> of my siblings has, in some degree, given up. <laughs> I just feel copy all over myself. This is amazing. Um, has given up on those pursuits and like taken regular boring ass jobs. And I refuse to be one of them. Got I it. will be doing this till forever. Got it. You just don't want to have Ugh. a regular nine to five. Like that's like we life. have a regular nine to five, Kimmy, but this isn't my <laughs> life. <laughs> I, I love how you guys can't see her, but she is like so adamant that this is like not her life. So why is that? Where does that come from? Like, what is this emotion to like, or, or like this idea to rebel against the nine to five, you know, happy hour at six, be in bed <laughs> by 10, whatever it is. Okay. Lifestyle. First of all, like we're far more interesting people. Do you agree? Or disagree? Mm, oh, yeah. God, that's such a, I don't know. Was that rude? If you're, <laughs> if you're a nine to fiver, you could be cool. I get it. <laughs> For all the nine to fivers who are listening to this. Yeah. It's like, hi, you're probably handsome hi. and you probably have a savings account. <laughs> You probably should be our husband, but here we are. Here we are. That's also a good point, though, is like (laughs) finding stability elsewhere. (laughs) 
You're like, I don't need to be stable because my partner can. I can find a stable partner. There you go. I don't have one, just to make that clear. <laughs> but you have, you do have a partner. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> He's fine. Definitely not stable. Less, probably less so than me. <laughs> Love that. Love that. So you're like, okay, working towards that goal every day. Exactly. Okay, cool. But you are totally like, not for me, the nine to five. I don't want a traditional trajectory. I want to do something creative. I and mean, like, I am so miserable from nine to five now, even knowing that it's not my life. Sure. I cannot imagine how miserable I would be if I like actually a had to wake up and go to an office from nine to five every day. And B was just like, okay, I'm going through the motions literally every single day of my life. And this is just how it ends. Got it. Got it. Is it the sitting in the office in the cubicle or is it like, what is it? Because everything, it's everything. Like I, that's just not how my mind is. Right. (laughs) This is not how your brain works. I don't fucking care about spreadsheets or computers or like, right. You know, right. Boring. I like color. Go on. (laughs) Color. I like to paint. It's like, okay, great. Um, what if, what if you had like a creative job? Like, have you ever thought about, you know like having I don't know being like a graphic designer or something creative that's still I'm not I'm not visually creative that's not like my forte or like copywriting or something for like a PR company like is that something that you would ever do if like the comedy thing doesn't work out no stop it what's this like plan B you sound like my grandpa Mommy, if the you can't. <laughs> doesn't work out, you have a, I don't know. Unclear. No, first of all, Jewish. I don't know what accent that was. That was Jewish. Was oh, that Jewish? I think so. Hello, mommy. <laughs> mommy. Also, my grandpa never said that to me, just to be clear to my listeners. Right. Um, that was toward my dad when he was pursuing the arts. And my mom was like, you can't have a plan B or you're expecting to fail. And that's kind of how we were raised. That's what's up. I think that's absolutely true. The only reason yeah. I bring it up is because I think that goes through a lot of people's heads when they're like, well, if this doesn't work out, if this doesn't work out, like, will I be happy doing something that is both creative and like traditional job? Okay. Well, those people then don't have the right drive. Got it. You have to just be completely resilient and persistent and relentless. Mm, mm -hmm, Positively mm -hmm. relentless. So you think that if you ever got, if someone who is in that mindset ever got like a sort of creative job in house or whatever, they're not pursuing like the thing. I just think, well, no, not to say like if they're still pursuing their thing, fine. But I'm saying like if they settle for something like that, then they didn't want the other thing bad enough. If they settle for something like that as like a permanent career this is what I'm doing now this is the road I'm going down got it are you someone that do I sound judgy not at all I'm not judging no no I don't (laughs) no I mean I think that that is a common mindset I think it's like you have to want want it in full you do like and if and if that doesn't make you happy and the other thing makes you happy then that's absolutely fine (laughs) I'm just saying like this is like any any sort of artistic career that you pursue you better fucking want it bad enough because otherwise it's not worth your time because Damn. it's fucking hard. Mm, talk about <laughs> this is the shit I love because it's like, no, it's like, I feel like we always get these interviews of people that are like, I'm super successful and like look back on their early days and they're like, <laughs> yeah, I was a waiter and it was crazy. And I listened to fun indie pop rock music and like got a tattoo. And it's like, but what about now though? Like how are we doing right, right. now? And it's like, not great fam. It's not great, but we're trying, you know, we're trying. And like, that's awesome to hear <laughs> someone else just be like, yeah, same. What are we doing? Like this industry is crazy, but we love it. Right. right? It's like, there's no other. It's like, invigorating. There's literally nothing else like it. Bam. Okay. Were you always a creative um, person like growing up? Were you always the person who was like, I wrote a play mom and dad or like I drew Duh. a picture. Yeah. But I was like an actress. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> were you like putting on plays for your yes. family? Yes. And, like, and singing and dancing before I found out I'm not musically inclined. <laughs> 
Okay, okay, okay. I love that. Um, but yeah, of course. Um, I what I mean, probably from the age of like six forward, I was like certain I would be a Hollywood starlet. And then yeah, <laughs> and then I went to college, and then I did a class on the history of comedy where our final was to write and perform. And then I was like, oh okay, I guess this is what I'm doing now. Sure, okay. <laughs> this so, is what I love. <laughs> were you nervous to pr- to study something creative? No, 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 no. I mean, like, did I know it was a waste of money? Yes, but I really convinced my parents that I just wanted the college experience. <laughs> <laughs> regretfully at this point but I had fun it was fun you had fun yeah and you have siblings I have four siblings four siblings older younger um I'm in the middle you're in the middle okay great and are they pursuing creative things or not mm-hmm. no I didn't well my nope not anymore well my brother one brother does music production etc yes. and my little my sister does stand up just like for fun when she feels like it but isn't pursuing it actively and then my little brother he's the most brilliant creative artist ever and he does like a lot of stuff but he's like he's 22 so he's he's still like you know figuring out exactly i think he wants to do like video game design so like we'll see okay we'll see if he gives up on his dreams we'll see as as easily as the oldest one (laughs) (laughs) okay but you all support each other and you're all like great yeah like mostly (laughs) okay okay great great (laughs) love that and then mom and dad so dad is creative dad's a screenwriter okay great and mom claims she's a feminist. Um, <laughs> it's her full-time job. It is, a, it is exhausting as if it were uh, a full-time Yeah, except for she's not a... She, God, she, she'll never listen to this. She's not like a real <laughs> feminist. Wait, why? I, oh, that's I know I love your shirt. I know it says um, we should all be feminists. And we should. And maybe I should get her it. that shirt to give her a fucking clue. Oh, okay. Love it. Wait, why is she not a real feminist? <laughs> she is a feminist. Well, she's like believes in equal rights, but she just like has questionable um, other... Um, ideals. Okay, she's like equal rights, but women can't talk she, uh, <laughs> for more than thirty minutes. Women oh. have stupider ideas. Women's brains are small. <laughs> women are too emotional. <laughs> if you're on your period, you're weak. <laughs> yeah. Um. She just. She, my point being that she never really wanted to do anything except for have kids, which she claims is fine. Okay. Which it is fine. She raised all of us. <laughs> There's fucking five of us, and okay. we're great. Yeah. So, like, she did a great job. Yeah. But she never, I don't really think she had like any, you know, career ideals. Sure. Outside of being a mom and raising five kids. And that's fine. And that's what, that's what, you know, rocks her boat, drives her boat. Mm. What's happening? No, rocks is bad. Rocks is, um, okay. It doesn't matter. Got it. Moving on. Okay. Let's just (laughs) fast forward. If you're listening to this, scoot forward, scoot forward. Um, perfect. Okay. So that was a family dynamic, but they, it seems like your family was open to you being a creative person and you didn't, did you have to have like a talk with them and be like, no, no, it was just like, I'm doing I this. I came out like, as a creative. Hilarious. That's it. <laughs> no. Yeah. Correct. I did not have to have, they knew, I mean, I think they knew just forever. Right. I think like they knew that all of us wanted to not be conventional except for my brother's like a mortgage broker now, but like, honestly, that's his own problem. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> he did that to himself. <laughs> exactly. Um, got it. Okay. And then, so high school happened. Were you in drama? Were you doing plays? What were you doing? Okay, so like, yes, but like, Ugh. I just want to make it clear that like, I also was very social in high school. So like, I didn't really get into like theater hardcore at school until like junior year. Got it. Okay. So you Which have- is like shameful. I get it. <laughs> How dare but, you like, not? <laughs> I was a theater kid. I want to make sure that that's fucking clear. I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like a- you had a social life also, I- which Okay, is- but you can do both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Speaking from personal experience, you can't. Um, you can have one or the other. Um, cool. Okay, so you did the plays, and then finally you were like, cool, I'm going to study something creative in college. You did. You t- went to four a four-year program? Um. Well, yes. Yeah, so I went to Loyola Marymount in California for two years, and then I 
stopped going there because of money stuff. And that's when I, I went home. I went to, I don't I hate to say this. I went to ASU for a semester just to kill some time. <laughs> sure. Did my internship with Letterman. And then I finished at University of Oregon. Very cool. You interned at Letterman. Mm-hmm. Very cool. How was that? That's like, like I knew that I wanted to like be funny, but didn't know that I could just like be funny and not just like be an, a funny actress. Okay. And like watching Letterman's monologue every day for six months was definitely the turning point, I think, on like, okay, but like specifically I want to do stand up comedy. Got it. Okay. So you, you weren't, you knew that it was stand up and not like another form of like whether it was sketch right. improv or anything right. like that. Yeah. You're like, at I that point I was like, this is it. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. And that's when you're like, cool, I'm going to try to pursue this for real. Exactly. Hell yeah. Okay. And so <laughs> cool. Fast forward to now you've been doing it for six years, right? Mm-hmm. Officially. Mm-hmm. You have this cool day job that lets you have a flexible schedule and health insurance and a relatively like decent paycheck where you can, you know, afford your rent or whatever right. it is. Cool. <laughs> and how are you feeling now? Um, Like fine, you know? Yeah. Like, like I feel like good about like what I'm doing and I like am happy big picture, but like also, you know, I'm like ready to be successful. Sure, 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 sure. You're like, I'm ready now. I'm ready. Take me now. My moment is here. Okay. (laughs) Um, I will tell you that the moment has arrived. (laughs) Whoever's listening, my moment is coming. It's here. Let's do this. Yes, this is my address, my cell phone number I will provide. Um, cool, cool. Are you someone who, um, I wanted to ask you this earlier, but I'll do it now. Um, a goal setter. So are you like in five years, I want to do this in 10 years. I want to do this. No, that's too much pressure. Got it. Great. I don't like that. I like like to just like do my best every day and like try and, you know, impress myself, Uh you know, I'm not like doing this for anyone else. So like, as long as I feel good about it, like I cannot think about like I have big goals, but I can't think about timelines like that or I'll just feel like shit. It's like New Year's resolution. Sure, sure. Do you ever get self-conscious when you do see other people have success either at an early age or faster than you or like stuff like that? I or don't do think self-conscious is the right word. Okay. But it depends like how much work have they put in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great. Like, are they deserving of this? <laughs> sure. Um, That sounds judgy too. I'm really... I sound like a fucking monster. You don't. You better delete this. No, it's. I think it's. I think you're speaking to truth. Where it's like it's normal to feel like sad <laughs> when <laughs> in this when other people are successful, right? Or it's like, yeah. or, or the illusion of that. Because I'm sure yeah, on the yeah. other end, they're also thinking like, "Fuck, I'm not successful enough." Like you know, even yeah. if you have eight Oscars, it never ends, <laughs> right? You're just like, "Ah, what? I want more." Like, I do agree with that, but right. I also will say that like even like when I like. Every year, like when I think back to my material the year before, I can see the progress. So I don't like I j- I'm just like doing my thing. I re- it's so hard, but like it's I think it's also important not to like hold yourself against other people and like compare yourself to them. Right. Because again, then you're just going to like feel defeated and unmotivated and shitty. That's great. That's great. So you're like putting on like uh, what ho- tunnel vision, tunnel vision, horse blinders. <laughs> Yeah. tunnel vision and you're just like i'm just gonna chase this and whatever happens happens but i'm excited about it yeah i okay. mean i will make it happen yeah. and like if it's not on the timeline of like people who are doing it at the same time as me like so be it whatever we're different like we're different you know mm-hmm. oh i love that i just got goosebumps oh my god i just uh, got goosebumps were they sexual at all uh, a little bit <laughs> I mean, we don't have to, like, dive into that right now. <laughs> this is not a sexuality podcast. This is a day job podcast. <laughs> um, do you have um, some advice for listeners who are currently starting out and they have a creative pursuit, whether it's comedy, music, art, 
all the stuff, and they are looking for a way to support themselves financially, but they don't know what to do. I mean, honestly, the bottom line is you just need to do what you need to do. So, like, you just need to, like, find out or figure out an opportunity or make an opportunity. Like, there's so many freelance-esque type of things going on now. There's so many remote jobs now. Like, there's, I just feel like there's so many options that, like, you may not think are right for you because they're not anywhere in the field that you want to be in. But, like, neither is fucking serving. So, like, why not give something else a chance? (laughs) Cool. You know? Did you ever think that you would have the job that you have right now? No. Right. When I interviewed for this job, A, I thought that it was a hoax and or a Ponzi scheme. Um, And I was, I literally went to an interview, flew home to Phoenix and told my parents, that was so weird. I'm not working there. <laughs> and then got a call from Troy who was like, we'd love to have you on board. And I was like, I'll take it. Um, okay. So you never thought you would have this job, but you got it. I'm curious to know just a little bit in the weeds here. Um, how did you find this job? Oh my God. So I lo- I think I found it on indeed.com and I don't remember the, the description, but it was something along the lines of like a good hourly rate. And B, it either mentioned I, – actually, I don't think it mentioned working remotely, but I think it may have mentioned, like, looking for people pursuing creative endeavors. But I was the first person he hired in this role. And um, so, I mean, my application – I'm sorry, I'm not bragging, but he still says it's the best application he's ever received. He has flagged it to <laughs> the rest of us. Yes. And I – that was, like – it was, it was such a – Well, actually, that's not true. Whenever I apply to jobs, I try really hard not to be like too professional, like even in my cover letter, because I think that it stands out. And also people are like, okay, but like, who is this bitch? (laughs) (laughs) And so Troy's questionnaire was like the weirdest questions. And like one of them was like, name three things we should know about you. And I one of them was that I love cheese and I just wanted to keep that real, you know? And right. Like, another one was like, what's your ideal work environment? And I was like, okay, if we're being real, I want to bring my dog to work. And like, <laughs> I do. If we're being <laughs> real. I just wanted to keep it real. Disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> love that. So, cause I knew it was a professional job. So like, I didn't really want a professional, professional job. So I thought I may as well show my true colors now. Of and course. See if it was a match. This is who I am. Take it or leave it, bro. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you wrote like a really fun application, but then you were like, I'm going to apply to this because it looks cool and I'm done with waiting tables and we'll see how it goes. It was because my unemployment ran out and I was like, okay, wait, actually though, I need to figure out my next steps. Got it. Okay. So were you kind of spraying and praying at the time or were you just like this, did it hook your eye? Cause you were like, oh, good rate. Like insurance. Um, no, I wasn't applying everywhere. I probably applied to like 10 places in total. Got it. Okay, just cool. Just picking and choosing. Logged on to Indeed.com, found it, applied, and then you got the job. And the job, the day-to-day, I think we should tell people is cool because not only do we get health insurance, we also get to work from home the yes, majority of the time. Yes, we work from home. Yes, it is eight hours a day. Yes. And we only have to go into the office two days a week. Once or twice a week, Once yeah. or twice a week. And we can um, kind of like come and go whenever, as long as we notify our managers. That's our true. Managers. Like that's like a unique part is like it does have a very similar flexibility to the restaurant Great. industry. Okay. You can like have someone cover your shift or the equivalent of that or reschedule or yeah, or, or just, yeah, exactly. Share your calls. But like we have the, uh, the opportunity to be like, I've got an audition, so I'm taking these two hours off. Yes. In fact, in that way, I would say it's even easier than the restaurant job because we literally just block it. It's not like, you know, negotiable. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I just wanted to tell people the how. We're just bragging at this point. We're just honestly. bragging at this point. Um, it's perfect. <laughs> and our lives are perfect. And um, if you don't believe us, mm, you suck. <laughs> and that's it. Um, Marn. Okay. So um, real quick. Um, as we wrap up here, um, what uh, what are like 
what are next steps for you? What are you excited about in your life, in your career? It doesn't have to be comedy related, but since we this is a comedy pod, <laughs> maybe we talk about the comedy. Um, so like next steps, very excited for, um, oh my God, I have no dreams. No, um, I, this is well, what happens, I just got a manager. And like, mm, Not to brag. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so I am hoping to like, you know, make something materialize from that. Anything materialize for that. And then mm-hmm. I'm also stalking Esther Provitsky. She's doing a show here next week. Sure. And um, my original pilot that I wrote was not written with her in mind, but is absolutely perfect for her. So I am planning to stalk her and hand it to her. Got it. Got and it. Say, actually, I wrote her a whole letter, but like, <laughs> bitch, please. You wrote her a whole letter. I, just to explain myself, <laughs> because I'm not going to like make her stand there and talk to me. I'm just going to like, I wrote it in a letter. Like, great job tonight, I assume. <laughs> By the way, here's the deal. <laughs> Cool, cool. So, so like Esther, the if you're listening, <laughs> <laughs> just like the chillest. Oh, great, love it, love it, love it. Um, That's another thing I just want to say to our listeners is like, <laughs> you cannot be sh- like, you cannot be embarrassed or ashamed. Like, you just have to fucking take every opportunity. You have to make every opportunity. You just have to like assume that like you're never gonna. Ev- I mean, even if you do see these people again, who fucking cares? You have to make shit happen. Mm, put make your, it happen. Put your lighters up. Yes, make it happen, people. <laughs> this is what's up. You do have to make it happen. You almost have to scream at yourself in the mirror Literally. and be like, let's go. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. Here we go. Do you ever talk to yourself and you're like, what are you doing? Focus, focus. Yeah, let's but that's bring- not like usually comedy oriented. That's it, just like mental health. It's mental health. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> not about comedy. Yes. It's about like when I'm having a panic attack. Exactly. <laughs> Reel it in. Sure, sure, sure. Um, love it. You are a go-getter. You are relentless. You are funny. You are smart. You are dedicated. And that is something that and I'm is, blushing and you're <laughs> blushing. And that's, I mean, well, that's what it takes. Right. And I think it's awesome to like get to talk to you because I think you're someone who's doing this without like any sort of question. You're just going at it a hundred miles an hour. And I think it's really cool. And it's important to hear people like that, you know, because it's like, that's what really what it takes. I feel like you really have to like, no, you can't look back and be like, what am I doing? You can't like analyze it. Absolutely not. Or it will make no sense. And you'll be like, it will make no sense. Like, why would you do this? There's no reason why. So like, you have to be a fucking idiot. You have to be an idiot. You have to be insane. And you have to love it with every inch of your body. Because guess what? 99% of this is psychotic and not absolutely. And the 1% that is fun is so fun that it's worth it. Right. But it's the 1%. Like, this is like, <laughs> this is like the one time when the 1% is a good thing. Exactly. But, like, you know, but it's true. And so it's like, I think hearing people talk about the reality of this, but also how much they love it, right. is very important. I right? completely concur. Oh, sick. <laughs> what we're talking yes. about is very important. <laughs> it's like, by so the way, <laughs> we're important. This is important. Um, I hope also, this makes the front news of the newspaper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're going to try Our inspirational <laughs> quotes. This is important, but also nothing matters and everything's fine. And if you do <laughs> want to do this, if you don't want to do this, it's absolutely fine as well. Um, any last words for our listeners? Like anything you want to, I just like want every, like you can't like, just don't give up. Like that's the bottom line. If you don't give up, like you will succeed. You just have to not give up (laughs) and you have to, what's like the word when you're like, not embarrassed, but like when you're like concerned with what other people think of you subconscious. Sure. Like you can't, you have to have absolutely zero inhibitions to like give it your all Mm. I think yeah you know what I mean totally totally so I just think that's really important yeah give it your all you have like and you know like whatever or if you give it your all and then you give up at least you gave it your all but like if you give it a half-assed job and you're like oh but why am I not successful then like you know you know why right 
But it's worth trying. Of course it's worth trying. Because you don't want to regret it. Right. There you go. Martin. Cam. You're Cam Bam. Wow. <laughs> I'm Cam so Bam. glad you had me. Thank you so much for being here. You <laughs> are an inspiration. You. And, and thank you to my fans. Oh, thank you to your <laughs> thank you to my fans. Um, you can see Martin Adu stand up all around the city. She is so funny and great. You're yeah. wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for doing this. Thanks. Love ya. Love you. Well, you heard it here, folks. All right. Marnie said it best when she said, don't give up. All right. That's not a direct quote, but essentially what she said, just uh, keep going. All right. If you ever feel down, if you ever feel like, you know, it's getting hard, just uh, just keep chugging along because that's really all that matters because uh, you're great and you can do it. OK, I um, hope you stick around. Hope uh, hope you like the podcast. I have uh, some more episodes coming your way every Monday. I'll be releasing a new episode for How Do You Hustle with Cami Dimitrova. That is me. Hope you like it. Hope you subscribe to the podcast. You can get notified when new episodes come your way. Again, every episode will be launching Monday. So stay tuned for that. Exciting. See y'all next week.